From Transport Topics in Washington, D.C., this is Road Signs. This podcast is brought to you by International Truck. Now, here is your host, Seth Clevenger. Welcome to Road Signs, the podcast series from Transport Topics that investigates the trends and technologies that will shape the future of trucking. In this episode, we're going to explore the promise that blockchain technology may hold for the transportation industry. The potential for blockchain extends well beyond cryptocurrency. It could represent a better way of conducting business in many industries, and trucking is no exception. The application of these shared digital ledgers that keep immutable records could lead to much greater transparency, efficiency, and trust in the supply chain. But when and how will blockchain appear in trucking? We'll set out to answer those questions in this episode. The possible use cases for blockchain within the transportation industry range from freight transactions and fraud prevention to regulatory compliance, vehicle maintenance, and more. To help us decipher what all of this could mean for our industry, we're going to bring in Jack Legler, Technical Director at the Technology and Maintenance Council of American Trucking Associations. But first, I'm excited to welcome a guest who is playing an important role in preparing the transportation industry for the move toward blockchain. Ken Craig is Vice President of Special Projects at McLeod Software and a co-founder and board member at the Blockchain and Transport Alliance, a consortium of fleets and other industry players who are developing standards for the use of blockchain and transportation. Thanks for joining us, Ken. Thanks, Seth. Good to be with you today. So in the technology world, everybody's talking about blockchain as the next big thing. But as soon as you step outside the usual tech circles, I get the sense that there's still a great deal of confusion and misunderstanding about what blockchain really is. Does that seem fair to say? Yes, uh, unfortunately, that's still the case. It, uh, it's a complex technology to start with and hard to grasp. And everybody, uh, many people grab, grab an idea of, you know, that uh, they first grasp tech from the technology and they think that's what blockchain is. And so you've got a lot of different ideas. And there certainly is no standard definition of that as well. But a big part of the confusion, of course, is still the Bitcoin effect that uh, it's uh, used synonymously often with uh, Bitcoin, that Bitcoin is blockchain and vice versa, as opposed to recognizing that blockchain is a technology that Bitcoin and the cryptocurrencies are based on. And a lot of this is exploited and fueled by disingenuous marketers. You always often see this when a new technology comes on the market that uh, it's exploited and uh, things are offered to the market that really have no meaning or are not sustainable. And uh, we're seeing that here as well. So those two things still create quite a bit of confusion, uh, but uh, and hype and just you know in the in the market. Sure. So a very good starting point, of course, is that uh, blockchain does not equal Bitcoin. Uh, it was originally devised to support Bitcoin, but the real reason everybody's talking about blockchain here is because of this you know, universe of possibilities it could hold for many other industries, in, including transportation. Uh, but ultimately, you have this uh, distributed digital ledger, you know, that keeps a permanent record of transactions. So, Ken, I'll ask you, you know, what's so great about that? You know, why is this a better way, and and why should the transportation industry be interested in blockchain? Well, blockchain, the technology of blockchain is um, it's it's very good. It's you know, it's it's really a mashup of a lot of different technologies that have improved over the last few years. The key key features that would apply to the supply chain, uh, it's not just having a permanent record of transactions. I mean, you can do that now with relational database technology or anything. The key is if you insert the word secure or immutable, you know, a permanent 
immutable record of transactions so that when things are put into blockchains, they're, they're cryptographically hashed so that they can't be modified. They can't be changed later. So you get an immutable record. And then you got the whole uh, distribution of the blockchain to every node, every person, that, uh, every group that's uh, participating all have their own individual copy of that. So you've got uh, those kind of features. So where we need and can find use cases that need that type of uh, security, um, audibility, uh, immutability, those type of things, blockchain will have a place in that. Plus the other side of it too is the, uh, the additional feature is the smart contract feature, which allows you to actually put executable logic into the blockchain that can be triggered based off of certain events. And uh, those things really are where the potential and the promise of blockchain uh, come, come from, where we can really get the, uh, the benefit that can, can be used by the use cases that need that. Okay. And let's go ahead and, and talk about some of those potential applications within the trucking industry. So some of the, the possibilities out there, you know, you mentioned uh, contracts, freight contracts, uh, you know, their invoices and payment, uh, tracking proof of delivery, uh, maybe even recording, you know, vehicle maintenance and warranty information, and, and the list goes on. So, Ken, I wanted to ask you what you see as the most promising use cases for blockchain and trucking. Ooh, that's a good, uh, good question. Um, there's several. Um, the ones you hear about quite often, though, is is t taking some of the, uh, the the real key um, features of blockchain, like its immutability and its security and everything, to set up IDs uh, that are uh, completely verifiable so that uh, fraud detection would become a very good use case so that uh, drivers, uh, people coming up trying to pick up loads that aren't theirs and things like that would just absolutely be shut down. Uh, you'll be seeing payments where, you know, when something's delivered, it can be paid immediately. Uh, that, that's the type of thing that can uh, happen. Proof of delivery. Um, the provenance effect uh, will be very, very important uh, in food safety and things like that. We've already seen several good proof of concepts on that. And as we look at cold chain custody and uh, the, the pharma requirements for a high value uh, you know, high value items and things like that, uh, they will bring a lot of gr great supply chain visibility in for the shippers and consignees of those type of uh, products as well. So it's like, uh, you know, cold chain custody and those things will be like a provenance on steroids type of effect uh, for, for blockchain. Okay. And let's just consider a, you know, just a typical freight transaction uh, between uh, shipper and carrier. You know, how might blockchain improve just the efficiency and, and reduce the friction of doing business with a basic uh, freight contract? Well, if you look at uh, how things work now, everything, every transaction, it's all single to single. It's business to business. It's transaction by transaction, and it's, it's one to one. Blockchain will really provide an environment where it'll be a many-to-many -many business transaction. So when we look at, like, the, for instance, the provenance effect, you're, you're tracking fruit that's picked in South America, and it's being placed on a blockchain so that it's tracked at every step of the way. 
Um, well, now you'll have that blockchain interacting with many different vendors and suppliers and people that uh, touch that all along the route. So you get this many-to-many -many effect, and that in itself will greatly improve efficiencies. And and when you talk about reducing friction, uh, that will that will really make a big difference in that. At International Truck, we know that when it comes to the future, we all have a lot of questions. How do we take the chain off the supply chain? Will my fleet survive in an on-demand world? Will electric charge ahead of diesel? Will artificial intelligence replace us? Connectivity How can I use technology Will my fleet to become obsolete? How technology disconnect us? What's next? Let's talk about it. Join International Truck in driving transportation forward at upnexttrucking.com. And when you, you mentioned this, the, you know, the potential to prevent fraud and, and eliminate errors such as double charging, you know, through blockchain's collective bookkeeping approach, this, this shared digital ledger, yeah. uh, any, any other examples of how that can play out in, in well, the transportation industry? That's where we come into this, this uh, effect of being able to use the general ledger to shut, set up uh, absolutely verifiable IDs and things like that. Fraud will become much, much more difficult uh, to do, at least in the ways it's being done now. Uh, it's, you know, kind of like in the uh, computer industry, you know, we, we've, uh, as technology's increased, it's become harder and harder for, for bad actors to break in through the computer system. So what they're doing now is they're finding different ways. They're coming out and now doing phishing attempts and social uh, media penetration and things like that. And so it's going to make fraud much harder to do in the ways that's being done in the past. And uh, they'll certainly have a lot harder time doing it and they'll have to find other ways to do it. Okay. And you know, blockchain might also play a role in vehicle maintenance in the future, uh, perhaps by keeping a, an immutable record of maintenance work performed, you know, when parts were replaced, when parts will likely need to be replaced and component warranty information. Uh, Ken, do you see value in moving some of that maintenance data to a blockchain network? Yeah, I think that would be um, a very good application and use case uh, for blockchain. You know, once a, a tractor comes off the line, it's uh, immediately placed into a blockchain environment, and everything that touches that from then on is uh, recorded. Uh, so you get this kind of like the super Carfax effect, you know, where every, every single thing that has occurred there um, is, is recorded. So that becomes, again, a, a decreases fraud. It makes uh, everything very visible. And uh, I think the, we'll definitely see that uh, being used in the maintenance, maintenance world. So let's also look at blockchain's potential for regulatory compliance. So driver hours of service information is one possibility that's out there. But another example that seems promising to me is, is the potential to document compliance with food transportation requirements under the Food Safety Modernization Act. You mentioned that a little bit before. Uh, but Ken, what opportunities do you see for blockchain to improve uh, regulatory compliance in trucking? Well, I think this is a great, uh, another great example of a good use case. It's going to uh, could, could really exploit the technology when you look at uh, the, the requirements that are coming down now from the FDA and the Food Safety Modernization Act. Those th things are pushing the uh, uh, 
requirements on the cold chain custody. I think it'll reduce counterfeiting and all those type of things. And, you know, blockchain has the ability to not only read and exploit the internet of things that are all around the, uh, the tractor itself and the truck, uh, itself, but, but, you know, also with smart contracts, you can, you can do more, um, monitoring of things and, and reacting to things as well. So I think all of these are going to be a very, uh, that they'll be driven by and be able to exploit the, uh, the modernization of the regulatory environment. Sure. And this notion of uh, smart contracts you, you mentioned, you know, where uh, shippers and carriers can track each other's obligations from the initial bid to uh, the final payment. Uh, what will it really take for shippers and carriers to come together and, and really begin doing business this way? Well, it's a, to me, that's really a simple answer is that it's all going to be up to the shippers. You know, we the shippers are going to be the 500 pound gorillas in this whole environment. And you know, when uh, Walmart comes out and says, here's our blockchain guys, and here's what it takes to, you know, work with us, then that's what we'll be doing. And the same thing with a big Amazon or anything like that. And that's where the, the standards that BID is trying to do is uh, really so important. Because if we can try to get everybody on the same page, we can, you know, create, we can avoid creating another EDI environment. Uh, but the shippers are going to be the ones that drive this. When they come out and say, this is what we need, this is what the what it should look like, that's what we'll uh, end up doing, in my opinion. Sure. And for our listeners who might not be familiar with uh, BIDA, the Blockchain and Transport Alliance, this is really a consortium of, of fleets, uh, trucking technology suppliers, and other industry stakeholders that are working to develop those standards uh, as the industry moves forward uh, with blockchain. So, Ken, can you tell us a little bit more about BIDA's membership? Uh, who all is participating in this effort? Well, we've got a great uh, coverage of the supply chain. Uh, remarkably, we have, uh, I guess, close to 2,800 applications to be uh, members of the Blockchain and Transport Alliance and uh, nearly 600 members already. Uh, so we've got a, a great coverage of the supply chain and, and some big names, you know, FedEx and UPS and SAP and uh, just all kinds of, uh, you know, Delta Freight just uh, just joined us. And uh, so we've got some great uh, players uh, all across the supply chain. So, you know, we're trying to develop market standards. We're trying to bring uh, together all the elements across the supply chain, you know, the shippers, the brokers, the trucks, the telematics providers, uh, you know, and so that if, if we can accomplish that, in my opinion, we'll have a great uh, chance to respond and accomplish some of the uh, promise and potential that uh, blockchain has for the supply chain. And we've got a good start on that. So as we've heard, lots of people and companies are planning ahead for the use of blockchain and trucking, but where do we stand today? Uh, Ken, how soon might we really see shippers and carriers start to migrate some of their processes and transactions to blockchain networks? Well, I think you'll see some uh, more, you know, by definition right now, just about anybody that builds a blockchain, it's a private blockchain. Uh, and that's what many companies are doing now to develop proof of concepts and things like that. And I, I think that's a good idea. You know, we're, we're doing some of those ourselves but not to really go out to the commercial market with them uh, uh, because we, we're really waiting on the standards to evolve and become mature 
so that when we build these, uh, you know, we go earnestly into the commercial market, they'll be, uh, uh, we'll have good stable standards and uh, we can build things with confidence. If you build something right now, you're probably going to have to rebuild it or redo it later. Uh, so right now you only want to be doing that if it's, uh, you know, part of a learning cycle to validate use cases and things like that. You, you see, uh, like Maersk, for instance, just uh, completed a big proof of concept for their container shipping, and they got such great results from it. They had they went ahead and moved it into production, from what I understand, um, because it was saving them so much money. So you'll you'll see some things like that um, right now. But in the but in the meantime, it'll largely be driven by the evolution and the maturity of the standards that uh, that are taking place, and that's going to be probably a three to five year process uh, at least to get, get all that in place before we can really start getting major impact into the supply chain, in my opinion. Okay. Well, I think that's a great place to, to leave it, but thanks again for all your insights, Ken. We really appreciate you taking the time. Well, thanks for having me. I hope it was uh, um, understandable and useful. Certainly was. Thanks again. Appreciate it. Thanks. At International Truck, we know that when it comes to blockchain, we all have a lot of questions. Will the industry embrace blockchain? How does our industry develop rules and standards? How do I keep my record secure with a distributed ledger? How will expectations of drivers change? Will it work for companies of all sizes? Will it force me to change the way I operate my business? What's next? Let's talk about it. Join International Truck in driving transportation forward at upnexttrucking.com. Next on Road Signs, we're excited to welcome Jack Legler, Technical Director for the Technology and Maintenance Council of American Trucking Associations. Welcome, Jack. Thank you, Seth. It's good to be here. So, Jack, what do you see as the potential advantages of blockchain for the trucking industry, and and how could this improve transactions? Seth, we've been looking at blockchain ever since it popped up in the general business community with great interest. Uh, Trucking has got a number of transactional uh, scenarios that would be perfect for blockchain. Uh, Anything that lends itself to large volumes of data, for example, manifesting, uh, load matching, uh, driver data, all the telematics we have in the systems that just produce many terabytes of data on a, on a regular basis. Uh, anything that's consistent and repetitive can always be uh, amenable to blockchain, and we're looking at that with great interest. Okay. And what do you think about the notion of putting a traditional freight contract on the blockchain to turn it into a smart contract that automatically records each step, really, from the initial bid to the final payment? Uh, what are the opportunities and, and what are the challenges there? Well, the opportunities, first of all, are, are increasing the speed of transactions. And anytime you increase the flow of capital, you increase wealth all across the supply chain, uh, reducing the transactional costs that are associated with that because the fewer people that actually physically have to do something to make a piece of freight uh, move through the system from a paperwork standpoint, that is, uh, is going to translate into more bottom line. Again, it's a penny at a time, but it's an awful lot of pennies when you apply to the number of transactions that happen in trucking. Sure. And blockchain really works well when the transactions are routine, predictable, because the terms are defined in advance. So it does create some limitations, right, when conditions are unpredictable? It's the one-offs that are the 
things that just can't happen in, in the in blockchain. Blockchain requires a high degree of trust, a high degree of repetition, uh, a high degree of predictability. And when you do get into the one-off situations where things change at the last minute, where you're changing conveyances and destinations and placement in vehicles uh, at the very last minute to accommodate a client, that's when things become inconsistent. And that is the challenge, biggest challenge, I guess, of, of making things in the blockchain, because when you isolate uh, part of the chain, it just doesn't work well. Sure. And as we mentioned earlier, there are lots of different potential applications for blockchain and trucking. Uh, but some of them actually touch on the maintenance side of the business, which, of course, is, is right in your wheelhouse at TMC. So, Jack, how could blockchain help with truck maintenance? Well, anything that can be specified in a contract with great precision, as warranties, for example, uh, parts core management transactions, where you're just talking about large volumes of items that are handled in a very legalistic way. Um, all of those things can can be uh, converted to blockchain. For example, uh, warranty claims. If, if the conditions of the warranty are, are met and they can be documented, then that would automatically trigger the warranty process to, to happen without human intervention. It's when, of course, you have the arguments that have to take place between humans that, that you would not want that have or would not be able to convert that into a blockchain. But anything that literally uh, falls into a formula, uh, an algorithm, where if A happens, then B happens, and if B happens, then a payment happens, and if that payment happens, it automatically goes from account A to account B, and parts move back and forth, and it's what happens on a regular basis every day, but it's just somebody checking off a box. Now the box will just be checked automatically. Sure. Um, potentially could make things a lot easier, a lot simpler, and kind of streamline the, the way of doing business uh, if this does indeed come to fruition, and uh, some of the you know many facets of trucking where, where this could apply. Uh, but what are some of the other uses for blockchain that you believe could hold some real potential in trucking, some other applications? Well, I certainly, I, I'm thinking uh, the recording of ELDs as it relates to the transaction of transportation. Uh, for example, where there are long wait lines at terminals, particularly when you're dealing with government traffic, for example, where uh, you're working off a very specific contract, but if time delays come in there, then it triggers a secondary chargeback. Uh, right now, it's very difficult to do because you have uh, drivers have to make statements and fill out reports and paperwork needs to be done and the paperwork needs to be argued about between managers. If these things can be translated, for example, to the ELD, you know if the vehicle is moving, you know if the driver is at rest. So it's automatically recorded. And if that's related to a GPS location in a terminal where that delay is happening, then you can automatically document it back to the contract and trigger whatever contract uh, provision payment, additional payment may happen to um, be required or, or uh, activated by that clause. Yeah, blockchain enabled uh, detention pay. Indeed. Uh, that's, uh, of course, a, a real pain point for the industry. So the opportunity to apply some technology and, and make that easier, I'm sure, would uh, be appealing to a great many people uh, in, in transportation. Not that anybody's ever argued that records would be fudged, but certainly uh, where you try to put idle time into detention time, uh, it, it's always a matter of subjective uh, analysis, shall we say. <laughs> sure. And of course, the ELD, ELD it takes all the liars poker out of the game. Mm -hmm. part and, of the and, the, <laughs> and the immutability of blockchain is really what uh, enables this, this, this trust and this, this 
just this verified information that we know we can count on. You talk about actually the challenges and, and the word immutability actually goes back to the challenge side of it too, is that uh, once a piece of data goes in the system, it is inviolate as, as far as blockchain is concerned. So you can't go back in with, as I say, there's no pencil with an eraser like in golf, theoretically. Uh, you can't change the score once it's entered. And the same thing with, with blockchain. Once the, the trusted data element is in the system, it passes through the system and cannot be corrected. So if you have a high degree of errors in your uh, freight system and whatever uh, your, your maintenance system, whatever you happen to be dealing with in the blockchain environment, it's going to present a lot of problems because then you can, uh, because of the error rate, you might very well lose your key to the blockchain and you get thrown out of the chain and then how do you get it back? That's actually one of the interesting arguments that I see going on out there is what, how do you get the key back if you've been disqualified? What do you, what do you have to do to re-earn your trust? Yeah, lots of uh, considerations as we move forward and, and also lots of uh, possibilities for, for transportation. And as we consider how blockchain might be used in the future, you know, let's also take stock of where we are now. You know, we certainly see a lot of discussion about this within the transportation industry, uh, at least over the last year or so. And uh, we've also seen some activity. You know, to give an example, Maersk, the world's largest ocean shipping line, partnered with IBM to introduce a blockchain shipping platform. It's designed to improve the efficiency and security of international trade with uh, blockchain smart, uh, smart contracts. So, Jack, how much interest in blockchain have you seen on the part of trucking and logistics companies? Well, we know that they're all looking at it because the very system you just mentioned, of course, the international shipping community, is going to pretty much drive this into the 3PL, 4PL, and, and actually all the way down to any motor carrier who's participating in that system. You're not going to be able to participate effectively and competitively unless you are part of the blockchain environment. Um, one of the, of course, challenges on that issue is, uh, you know, we've got EDI, we've had many for many years, but EDI is not standard. Everybody's got their own little take on EDI. And part of blockchain is you're, you're going to have to voluntarily commit yourself as an industry, as a company to a standardized process that may not be your proprietary uh, take that you've always run all these years. And that is going to be one of the challenges is how do you convert the legacy systems and legacy data quickly uh, and enable them to be competitive in the blockchain. So how quickly do you think this can happen? You know, how soon do you think shippers and carriers will really come together and, and begin doing business on blockchain networks? Well, I would suggest it's probably sooner than you would think. Uh, certainly there are some load matching companies that are talking about doing it this year. And once you start seeing the advantages in the marketplace, I think it's just simply going to be a snowballing effect. Uh, once somebody starts losing business to somebody else because they're a little bit more effective and can pass those pennies along to the consumer and get bigger market share, I think it's just going to add one on top of another. I think probably the bigger challenge is, is how the small carriers are going to uh, adopt into the system. Um, are they going to uh, give themselves into larger management uh, schemas um, where they don't have the ability to invest in a blockchain environment. They're going to have to give themselves over into some type of a new system that would develop uh, that's going to let them play competitively with the, uh, the big logistics companies. So in summary, Jack, what do you see as the, the three most important factors to enable blockchain to really work in transportation? You know, Seth, we kind of touched on these throughout the interview, but really there's three things. First of which is the ability to give yourself over to trust 
both in accuracy of the data you're submitting, but also being able to give yourself over to trusting other people's data as a basis of a transaction unquestioningly, so that once the data is in the system, it makes the transaction happen without any additional human intervention. That's the first thing. Uh, second thing is standardization. Uh, talked about the EDI issues, uh, coming up with a standard shipping form that everybody uses that can be electronicized and, and put into those algorithms that we talked about so that everybody is using the same methods to record and order and uh, assign loads to various carriers. That's uh, probably the most critical part of the process. And then the third thing is how do you involve all these numbers of small carriers in the system? That's actually the vast majority of trucking is in less than 10, even less than five trucks that are out there and how do they play as part of this larger blockchain driven system. Okay, great. Well, I think that's a great place to leave it. Thanks again, Jack. Hi, I'm Holly Combs, General Manager at International Truck. Thanks for listening to the Transport Topics podcast. At International Truck, we are driving important changes in our industry. Take blockchain. There's a lot of buzz around blockchain and its potential applications in the trucking industry. The technology has potential to reduce inefficiencies and costs for all of us. From streamlining freight transactions by enhancing security, visibility and the accuracy of data, to linking companies currently using different operating systems, the opportunities are clear. At International Truck, we are strategically researching and testing blockchain applications to bring greater value to our customer. All of this change is happening faster than ever, and it's creating a lot of speculation. As industry leaders, we at International Truck, together with you, want to address advancements. From electrification, to blockchain, to the digital supply chain and more, so we can all move toward a successful tomorrow. Join International Truck in driving transportation forward at upnexttrucking.com. Before we wrap up, let's reflect on what we've heard and try to answer our original question of how and when blockchain will appear in trucking. At this point, the transportation sector, like most other industries, is still in the early stages of exploring blockchain's potential. But interest is clearly growing, and the possibilities are vast. Before blockchain can truly become widespread, companies will need to agree to industry standards, and that important work is already underway. Moving forward, shippers will play a very large role in determining how quickly blockchain spreads across the supply chain. When shippers make the move to blockchain, carriers will follow. But this industry, which relies so much on trust among business partners, also will need to put its trust in this technology platform and its immutable data. It may take several years, but it appears very likely that we'll see shippers, carriers, and other parties come together to do business through blockchain applications. Road Signs will return in October to examine the emergence of digital freight brokerage and on-demand freight networks. Until then, I'm Seth Clevenger. Thank you for listening.